This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Coming out of Exodus 20 and 8. Amen. What's happening here? Amen. This is the fourth commandment here. Hallelujah being pronounced. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the previous chapter, chapter 19 of Exodus, the children of Israel at the foot of Mount Sinai, amen, said all that you say we will do to the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And here God is pronouncing the Ten Commandments, and we are focused here on the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Amen. Very familiar scripture. We've all heard it before. Amen. And it reads, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I'll read that again. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What does this scripture mean? What is happening here? As we failed as Christians because we are not keeping the Sabbath day and keeping it holy? Should we be worshiping on Saturday instead of Sunday? Have we broken the covenant that was made at Mount Sinai? There's a lot of controversy that surrounds the Sabbath. There's a lot of misunderstanding that surrounds the Sabbath. But today, God's leading me to unveil an understanding of the Sabbath. Amen. Next slide. Hallelujah. Our message today is understanding the Sabbath. Understanding the Sabbath. God wants us to have a complete understanding of the Sabbath. To know what his mindset was when he said this to the children of Israel. To understand the context of what was going on when he said this to the children of Israel. To understand the origin and everything surrounding the Sabbath. That we might be a people that have a good understanding. And are relaxed in our walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. I know I've been uptight a lot of times in my walk with Jesus. I've been, at, I've been at unease at times in my walk with Jesus because I lacked understanding. I have been at odds with others and have contended with them, amen, taking my focus off of Jesus and trying to make my point to be right, hallelujah, glory to God. But th- uh, none of this has anything to do with Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're going to find out today, hallelujah, what the scripture says and come to an understanding of the Sabbath. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you and bless you for giving us an opportunity to come before you, Lord God, and to receive your word. But Father God, this task you've given to me today is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Fill and feed your people today with that spiritual nourishment that we all need. Fill us to overflowing that we might share with others in the name of Jesus. Father God, I decrease that you might increase in me by way of your Holy Spirit. Have your way today. 
like never before. Bless your people here at Living Waters and those that are online. Have your way in Jesus' name. Let somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to the next slide. We're going to define some words from this scripture, amen, to get a deeper understanding of Exodus 28 and what is happening here, amen. Let's understand that God is making, hallelujah, a covenant with who? The children of Israel. Church was not there. There was no church. These were the descendants of Abraham. Hallelujah. God had made a covenant with Abraham at, uh, in, in Genesis 17. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We spoke about a few weeks ago, amen, that uh, the children of Israel were under this covenant, amen, and although they rebelled and complained and murmured, amen, nothing happened to them, amen, between the time they left Egypt till the time they reached Mount Sinai. Nothing happened to them. God did not punish them. God did not kill anybody. God did not cause anybody, hallelujah, to be condemned, amen, between Egypt and Sinai. In the 19th chapter of Exodus, the children of Israel, though, though they complained and murmured the whole way from Egypt to Sinai, amen, had the arrogance to say, all that you say, we will do. When there was no evidence that they would. Murmuring and complaining is not evidence that you're going to do all that God says that you're going to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this was a covenant between God and the children of Abraham or the Israelites. All right. Just to set that context into place. Hallelujah. The church was not there. Hallelujah. So this first word, remember, amen, in the Hebrew, which the Old Testament portion of the Bible is written in, amen, originally. Hallelujah. It is a word, zakar, and it means remember a day to observe, to commemorate, which means to recall or show respect for. Hallelujah. Say, show respect for the Sabbath day. This word Sabbath, amen, in this context is a noun. Amen. A person, place, a thing we know is a noun. So this thing, the Sabbath, means rest of heart. A, deuteronic, a deuteronomic reason for the day is deliverance from Egypt, hence its consecration or it being set apart. Hallelujah. So it's commemorating, hallelujah, their, uh, uh, their deliverance from Egypt. As we won't go to the scripture today, but a reference to Exodus 13:3. Hallelujah. So the Sabbath is denoting their deliverance from Egypt. I don't know about you, but the church wasn't delivered from Egypt. My ancestors were not in Egypt as slaves in the Old Testament. The children of Israel were in Egypt. This next word, holy, kadash, excuse my spell check there, hallelujah, it's supposed to be K-A-W-D-A-S as the phonetic spelling, hallelujah, and it means to be set apart or consecrated, observe as holy, keep sacred, feast, Sabbath, hallelujah, glory to God. So God here is saying to the children of Israel, remember your deliverance from Egypt on the Sabbath. Egypt represented of the world. Egypt represented of bondage, toil, drudgery. Remember your deliverance from bondage, that which had you on the Sabbath. 
my God. Next slide, please. Let's look at the origins of the Sabbath. Let's look at the origin of the Sabbath. All right, next slide, please. This is Genesis 2-2, amen. And it reads, on the seventh day, God ended his work. What was his work? His work was creation. On the seventh day, God ended his work of creation, which he made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. God rested from, or from his work of creation. The world and all of the beings were created. And he rested from that. Let's look at this word rested in the Hebrew. In this case, it is a verb. It is related, hallelujah, to the word we just read about Sabbath, hallelujah. But in this case, it's used as a verb. We know it's an action word, hallelujah. And this word rested is the word Shabbat, which is Sabbath. And it means desist from labor or to rest. So God desisted or stopped his labor of creation. Creation was done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And there was peace. There was tranquility. There was no toil. There was no bondage. There was no anything. It was the age of innocence in the garden. But when did the age of innocence end on the earth? When Adam and Eve sinned. It ended the Sabbath. We're headed somewhere. We're headed to understanding. We're headed to what God wants us to know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, the Sabbath was assigned to the Israelites. Sabbath was assigned to the Israelites. I must have read it wrong. The Sabbath was assigned to the church. Let's look at it. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Exodus 31, 13 now. Hallelujah. It says, speak thou also unto the children of Israel. Who's, who's supposed to be spoken to? The children of Israel saying, verily my Sabbath ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Let me read that again. Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbath ye shall keep. For it is a sign, it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord thy God. I am the Lord that sanctify you. Listen, saints, the Israelites were the children of God. We as the church have been grafted in. 
Hallelujah. If it was not for the Israelites, we would not know the gospel. Jesus, as he walked the earth, amen, walked as a Israelite man. They were supposed to be a kingdom of priests to share the gospel, and to a small degree they were. The apostles were Israelites that shared and spread the gospel across the world. Amen. And then Gentiles like us, or the nations like us, hallelujah, grabbed hold of it, hallelujah, hallelujah, and, 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 and it spread, hallelujah, and the church came into being, hallelujah. Glory to God. But let's focus on this scripture right here, sign. This, this word sign is in the Hebrew is off. It is a pledge of a covenant. So here God is saying that the Sabbath is a pledge of the covenant that I made with the children of Israel. Now, I know there's a lot of movements, amen, where there's a lot of people around the world trying to uh, claim inheritance through the Israelites. And I'm not here to tell you what your ancestry is or, or anything like that. Hallelujah. But know that the Israelites saw themselves as an exclusive people that can trace back their heritage. Hallelujah. All the way back to the beginning, all the way back to Adam. Hallelujah. They kept intricate records of their lineage, of their ancestry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I've taken an ancestry test, but it's not going all the way back to Adam. I have a very mixed ancestry, but I can't claim, hallelujah, yes, we all came from Adam, but hallelujah, I can't go through the generations, through the Israelites, and track back my ancestry. Like they can, because they kept int intimate records. So what am I saying here? The Sabbath was a sign or a pledge of the covenant between Almighty God and the Israelites. Why? To sanctify, this word sanctifies, kadash, hallelujah, once again, spell check has got me again, hallelujah, with the phonetic spelling, hallelujah, but this is the same word, amen, hallelujah, from Exodus 20 and 8, hallelujah, it means to be set apart or consecrated, observe as holy, keep sacred, feast, Sabbath. Hallelujah. So what have we established right now? Hallelujah. The Sabbath. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We see from Exodus, uh, I mean, excuse me, Genesis 2-2, amen, had its origins in that God had completed his work of creation and he desisted or he stopped on the Sabbath day. We also see that it was a sign. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me backtrack a little bit. So there was peace when God finished his creation. There was peace. There was harmony. God walked amongst his creation, as we talked about last week, hallelujah, from the commentary of John Gill, hallelujah, who was a predecessor of C.H. Spurgeon, hallelujah, the great uh, Bible commentary person, hallelujah. We see that it was Jesus himself. He speaks about John Gill, that Jesus himself walked in the garden. There was peace. There was harmony in the garden until... Man sinned. Now we see that the Sabbath is a sign between the Israelites and God as a pledge of their covenant or their binding agreement. What covenant? The covenant made at Mount Sinai. The covenant of the law. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. Covenant of works. 
covenant of death. If you don't keep this covenant perfectly, you will die. It is holy. It is just. It is good. But man is not holy. Man is not just. Man is not good. I can't pull holiness out of me if it's not in me. No man can. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So they were under a covenant. They could not keep. Brother Pastor, how do you know they couldn't keep it? Why did God institute the sacrificial system if he knew they could keep it? What is the sacrificial system? The sacrificial system is taking a lamb, a goat, a bull, and killing it, amen, to co temporarily cover the sins of an individual or a group of individuals. God knew they couldn't keep it. Murmuring, complaining might have given him a little hint that they could not keep it. Hallelujah. All right. Next slide, please. Here's the first command for the Israelites to keep the Sabbath. Amen. We're going to turn to Exodus 16, 22. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is after God. They had complained about food and they complained about going back to uh, Egypt. And this is during the time where God's grace was just flowing in them. Amen. This is during the time in, where they just entered the wilderness. Amen. They had not reached Sinai yet. Hallelujah. And, and, and God had provided for them manna from heaven or bread from heaven. Hallelujah. Let's read. It says, and uh, this is Exodus 16, 22. It says, and it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye shall bake today and see that which ye will seethe. And that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up until the morning as Moses bade. And it did not stink. Neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. So on this seventh day, God would not provide manna from heaven. So they had to gather twice as much on the sixth day. Hallelujah. This is the first time Sabbath is mentioned since Genesis 2.2. This is the first time the children of Israel were commanded to keep the Sabbath. And here it's related to the manna from heaven. We're getting an understanding of the Sabbath today. Hallelujah. We're looking at the scriptures. We're not coming up with traditions. We're not, we're not making anything up. We're, we're, we're allowing the scriptures to tell us what is what. And in this case, what is the Sabbath? All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it was God, hallelujah, rested on the seventh day, which was a type of Sabbath. He rested from his creative work. That does not mean that God was doing nothing. Hallelujah. He's still, God still provident over uh, uh, over nature and creation. Uh, in, in other words, he's still governing 
nature and creation. So he didn't, God's just not chilling and doing nothing, amen. God is always active, but he, he rested from his creative work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And then we see that the Sabbath was a sign between the Israelites and Father God of their covenant that they made at Mount Sinai, which was a covenant of law, the Ten Commandments, and the other 613 commandments that were rooted in the Ten that are mentioned in the rest of the first five books of the Bible. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. We see here that Jesus did good on the Sabbath. Now, Jesus is the Israelite. God put on flesh. This flesh was a Hebrew flesh. The Hebrews were under uh, occupation by the Roman Empire. So Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the God-man, was living under an oppressive society where the Romans ruled over Israel. Now, the general thought at the time was that the Messiah would come back, throw the Roman Empire out, take his place on the seat of, of King David, and rule Israel forevermore. Now, yes, Jesus will one day sit on the seat of, uh, of King David, amen, and rule here on earth forevermore. But the first time Jesus came, he came as a suffering servant. Came to die for our sins. Hallelujah. But here we see Jesus did good on the Sabbath. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. In Mark 3 and 1, which we're about to come out of, amen, uh, the, the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees followed Jesus around to try to catch him in doing something that broke the law. They felt threatened by Jesus. They did not want to lose their position as religious leaders, so they looked for opportunity for him to trip up. Hallelujah. And here is an occasion on the Sabbath day, hallelujah, where Jesus heals a man. Let's take a look at it, Mark 3 and 1. I'm going to read to the sixth verse, and it reads, And he entered again, he being Jesus, into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. So sometimes we make things such a law, such legalistic, hallelujah, that this man, although he was suffering, we rather honor a law from our point of view than see this man healed. These people, these Israelites at the time, viewed the Sabbath in an incorrect way. They thought God meant it to not heal a man on the Sabbath day. And then they were going to use Jesus healing this man as an occasion to accuse and destroy him. Did God have that plan for the Sabbath? For you to catch somebody doing wrong and kill him? Let me read on. That they might accuse him. And he said, unto, and these are religious people. And he said unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil? Jesus is the writer of the word. He's the writer of the law. He is the word. 
So he knows what he's talking about. To save life or to kill. But they held their peace. They didn't, even want, they didn't want any peace of him. And when he had looked around about on, on them with anger, God can get angry. Being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the, unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. They wanted to destroy him because they lacked an understanding what the Sabbath was. They wanted to destroy him because they felt threatened about their positions. They wanted to destroy him because they were not true worshipers of God. My God. Next slide, please. Since the Sabbath was made for man, or the Israelites more specifically, not man for the Sabbath. Why do I say the Israelites? Because when Jesus was on earth, his ministry was to the Israelites. This might be a little hard for us to take. Jesus' earthly ministry really wasn't about the Gentiles or us. It was his ministry to the Israelites. Yes, he did minister to the Roman soldier's servant, and he did minister to that Syrophoenician woman's daughter. All right, who tried to fake like she was an Israelite. Oh, Jesus, thou son of David. She was trying to trick him that she was an Israelite. And that's why he put it to the test. Anyway, getting back to our scripture here. So the Sabbath was made for man, the Israelites in particular, not man for the Sabbath. Next verse here, uh, uh, next slide. We're going to Mark 2, 27. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus and his disciples were walking through a field of corn and the disciples started to pick the corn and eat it. And the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes were upset because it was the Sabbath day and no work was to be done on the Sabbath day. So how dare they work and pick corn for themselves to eat? Jesus went on to tell them the story about David and how David, Holiday and his men, hallelujah, picked, uh, ate the bread, the show bread, amen, from the priest Abathar when they were hungry. And then he goes on to say this, Mark, 27, Mark 2, 27 reads, And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Or more specifically, the Sabbath was made for the Israelites, not the Israelites for the Sabbath. In other words, the Sabbath was made for man's benefit. It was not for man to benefit the Sabbath. It was made for man's enjoyment, man's rest, not the other way around. Let's move on. This is this next, next slide, please. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, or he's master of the Sabbath. Amen. This is the very next verse. This is verse 28. Hallelujah of the same chapter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Verse 28 of Mark uh, 2 says, 
Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. In other words, he is master of the Sabbath. So if he says something, or if his disciples choose to eat corn on the day because they're with the bridegroom, there was a fasting component in here. How, how can the, how can the, how could the, uh, the attendants to the, bri to the bridegroom fast while the groom is there? I said, I made the Sabbath. It's all right for my disciples to eat corn or pick corn and eat it on the Sabbath. I'm Lord of the Sabbath. I'm the one who created it. I made it for your benefit, not for it to uh, master over you. My God. Next slide, please. Saints, Jesus wants us to find, re find Sabbath rest in him. Now we're starting to get into the meat and the potatoes of the Sabbath. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Matthew eleven twenty-eight. The scenario here is that Jesus, in previous verses, had come against Chorazin and Capernaum and Bethesda and said, if the miracles that were done in you were done in Sodom and Gomorrah, those people would have rejoiced and turned to God. Let me make this quick aside, amen. Miracles don't convert the heart of human beings. The gospel does. I have a desire that this church develop into a place where miracles occur. But the meat and potatoes of the mission of this church is to share the gospel because that, that is which transforms the heart of man. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can get into special effects and lose the heart of the matter, which is the gospel message. Amen. The life, the death, hallelujah, the burial and the resurrection and the ascension of Christ is the gospel message. Amen. Why? For the forgiveness, for the payment for our sins, past, present and future. Amen. All right. So with all that, amen. Then Jesus turns after he does that, he turns and offers rest to his listeners amen so we read he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden what were they laboring about what were they heavy laden with amen trying to keep the law trying to keep the ten commandments hallelujah as a man hallelujah we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god yet we labor religiously hallelujah glory to god we're heavy laden with the burden to try to gain god's approval by keeping a law that we can't keep and this is what the israelites were engaged in It is holy, it is just, it is good. But man is not holy, man is not just, man is not good. If we were that, we wouldn't need a savior. Since you're never going to hear me bragging about how holy I am. I'll brag how holy he is. I even brag that he lives in me and he lives in you. The Holy One lives in you and me. But in 
and of myself, I am not holy. He's holy. And thank God he lives in me and he lives in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But at this time, the Holy Spirit did not dwell inside anyone except for Jesus. We got to understand the context of when these scriptures are being hallelujah written. Matter of fact, none of the none of the book of Matthew was written to you and I. <laughs> we can benefit from it. We can be enriched by it. But Matthew, being the tax collector, being a Jew, being a publican, wrote it to other Jews. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. They had gone 1,500 years of trying to keep the law, but had no solution for sin until this moment where Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest from your religious, self-righteous efforts. Hallelujah. Come unto me. I will pay for your sins. What is this rest here, hallelujah, that he was talking about, hallelujah, he would give them, hallelujah, rest in the Greek, amen. Now we're in the New Testament portion of the Bible. It's a word, hallelujah, and up, hallelujah, glory to God. It means to give rest, to give intermission from labor, to refresh. <laughs> you want some refreshing, amen, don't call the pastor, hallelujah, call on Jesus, hallelujah. He will refresh your soul, refresh anyone. Hallelujah. Because the only thing I'm going to do when you come to me, amen, we're going to pray and we're going to, hallelujah, ask for Jesus to refresh you. Amen. Yes, it's my job. Yes, I understand babes will come to me new in Christ. Hallelujah. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. But even with the babes, I'm going to lead them to Jesus. Robert Brown can't refresh your soul, but Jesus can. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes, hallelujah, we lean on the pastor, amen, because we don't want a relationship with God ourselves. Oh, anyway. Babes, yes. The new in Christ, the new Christians, yes. Hallelujah. They need to be strengthened and supported, amen. As we get on in years, amen, it's him and me. As a Christian. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know I'm messing up the English language today, Mother. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Anyway. Next slide, please. Saints, today and every day is our Sabbath day of rest. Today and every day is our Sabbath day of rest. It's not just Saturday. Hallelujah. I honor you wanna you wanna honor. God on the Sabbath day on Saturday, amen. God bless you, amen. I honor God on Saturday as well. I honor God on Sunday. I honor God on Monday. I honor God on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday. Hallelujah as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take a look, amen. Hallelujah. Next slide. Hebrews 4 and 4, amen. Here the writer of Hebrews, who we're not sure who it is, hallelujah, is addressing his audience. Any guess who his audience is since the book is called Hebrews? He's addressing an audience of Hebrews who are on the fence about is Christ enough for my salvation or is it Christ plus the law? 
And for those of you who want to bring up uh, Hebrews 5 and 6 or 6 and 5, I forget where it is exactly, amen, that there's no more sacrifice of sin. There is no more sacrifice of sin. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, died once and for all times and paid for our sins. Now we can't go and grab a goat and a bull and pay for our sins. Jesus paid for them. That's what he was talking about. Not that if you sin now, you're in trouble. It's over now. No more sacrifice to sins. It's over. You go to hell. He's talking about, he's talking about to Hebrews saying, now that Jesus has died, don't go get goats and bulls and lambs now to try to pay for your sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about context here. We're getting an understanding of the Sabbath. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Today and every day is the Sabbath day rest. We're coming out of Hebrews 4, 4. Hallelujah. Going to the 11th verse. Amen. And the writer says here, he says, for in it, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. So we read a little different from your Bible. Amen. I've been in the King James thus far. Hallelujah. And it reads, for in a certain place, he has said this about the seventh day. And God rested on the seventh day from all his work. This is from Genesis 2-2. We read that earlier. And they forfeited their part in it for, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. That's a quote from Psalm 95 and 11. Seeing then that the promise remains over from the past times for some to enter that rest. And that those who formerly were given the good news about it and the opportunity failed to appropriate it and did not enter because of, the because of disobedience about it and the opportunity failed to appropriate it and did not enter in because of disobedience. Okay, I read that again. I'm sorry. It's a small print here. Hallelujah. Disobedience. Hallelujah. This is a reference to the children of Israel. We talked about this last week. They did not enter into Hallelujah, the promised land, the first generation at least, amen, because they saw the giants or the problem or the obstacle as bigger than God. Hallelujah. And thus did not enter into rest, which was representative, in, in, as he's making a point here, to enter into the promised land. Hallelujah. All right, let me read in the middle here. Again, he sets a definite day, a new today, and gives another opportunity of securing that rest, saying through David, after so long a time in the words already quoted today, if you would hear his voice and when you hear it, do not harden your hearts. This mention of rest was not a reference to their entering into Canaan. For if the if Joshua had given them rest, he, God, would not speak afterwards of another day. Hallelujah. So he's saying, hallelujah, that even when they entered into the promised land, there was a true rest in their spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They had, they had the physical land that they lived in, that second generation plus Joshua and Caleb. But it was not the true spiritual rest that God, hallelujah, intended for them. Because sin had not been defeated, even though they entered into the promised land. So then there is still awaiting a full and complete Sabbath rest reserved for the true people of God. For he who has once entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors. So what this is saying here, I know it's a little deep, amen. He that has really entered into rest has ceased from his self-righteous efforts to gain God's approval through the law. Saints, I fasted with the best of them. 
I was religious with the best of them. I had at one point 15 fine suits. I had ostrich shoes. I had fancy shoes. I had Alibaba shoes. I had all these things. <laughs> Little pointy shoes in the front. I followed my pastor to a T, even to moving out of state, quitting my job. I was religious, but what I did not have was rest. I was trying to follow the law and even the law of my leader. But I had no rest. This is not a license to go and just be rebellious against your pastor. But this point I'm making here is I had no rest. Just like the children of Israel had no inner rest because they were continuing to labor to gain God's approval keeping the Ten Commandments and the other 613 laws that were rooted in it. The civil and ceremonial laws. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me go on to read. Just as God rested from those labors peculiarly his own, talking about creation, let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter that rest of God know and experience it for ourselves that no one may fail or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. What are they saying here? Hallelujah. This writer is speaking to Hebrews who are on the fence about whether Christ is enough or I need to have Christ and the law. He's telling them you've not entered into God's spiritual rest yet. He's saying labor to enter into God's rest by investigating by accepting the gospel hallelujah by knowing that jesus paid for all your sins and rest from your religious labors we cannot enter into god's rest until we accept what his son did at the cross was sufficient to pay for our sins we are at unease. We are not enjoying Sabbath or true rest when we don't accept that what Jesus did was a finished work. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Hallelujah. This is going a little long. Hallelujah. Next slide. Hallelujah. Jesus rested from his work at the cross. Just like God rested or desisted or stopped his activity of creation when it was done, Jesus stopped after his work was finished at the cross. It was done. He said, it is finished. Let's go to Ephesians 1 and 20. Hallelujah, real quick. This is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus. We're going to read 20 to 23. I am back in the King James Version. It says, which he wrought in Christ. Spoke about God's work, which he wrought or did in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and set and set and set. We're going to look at this word set. Set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power. These are the angelic beings. Hallelujah. Glory to God that rule over territories. Hallelujah. And might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. So Jesus has all power. He reigns supreme and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He's our head. Hallelujah. Which is the body. Hallelujah. We're the body of Christ. The fullness 
fullness of him that filleth all and all. What is going on here? I want to focus on the word set. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. This word set, hallelujah, that Paul chose to use in the Greek. Amen. Hallelujah, which is a part of the, the root word for this Greek. Hallelujah. Uh, original text here. It's a, it's a word. Kathizo, hallelujah. And it means to make, to sit down, to sit down, to set a point. Hallelujah. Am seated, stay. Hallelujah. Jesus is at rest. He is seated. Hallelujah. Being seated is a symbolic of resting. He sat down on the right hand of the Father because his work of redemption was done. It's finished. Our job as Christians is to share the gospel message of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Everyone on earth has hit the jackpot, but they don't know it. <laughs> They've not received it. It's like we all have won the lotto, but most of five billion human beings on the earth won't cash in the ticket. There are two billion Christians or proclaimed Christians around the world. The population of the world is seven billion. Five billion people will not cash in that ticket. Of that two billion Christians, hallelujah, uh, there's a great deal of them, hallelujah, glory to God, that are like these Hebrews who don't understand, hallelujah, that the work of redemption or the bias back from sin is finished. Jesus is at rest on the right hand of the Father concerning his work of redemption. Next slide, please. Saints, we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ. I know this is an obscure kind of scripture. It's a scripture that's hard to grasp how we seated in heavenly places with Christ. I'm right here at 15 Albany Avenue. Hallelujah. Sitting in church. Amen. With burgundy carpet. Amen. Burgundy blinds. Hallelujah. It's the first day of uh, uh, spring for Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. First day of spring was Saturday, but today is Sunday. It's the first Sunday of spring. How am I seated in heavenly places with Christ? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're in Ephesians 2 and 6. Amen. It's a continuation of the scripture we just read. Amen. The passage of scripture we just read. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking again. He said, he have raised us up, us being the church, us being believers together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Raised us up. Hallelujah. So when Jesus died, we died. Died to our old man. Those of us that are believers. Hallelujah. Baptism is the symbolic of that. We died to our old life. When we go into the water. Amen. We're buried. We're buried by the water. When we come out the water. Amen. We're raised to new life. So he raised us up together. And made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ. This word sit. Hallelujah. In the Greek is related to the previous word we just sit, read about set hallelujah it's sung kathizo hallelujah it says to make to sit together i cause to sit down with i sit down together i place together so jesus being the god man represented man before father god hallelujah a man had to die for man's sins Jesus overturned the sins that were started by Adam. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So a man now sits at the right hand. Hallelujah. Of Father God, the God man. Hallelujah. So he represented us. Hallelujah. And just like how we send people to Congress and they represent us. And it's like we're there in Washington with them. Hallelujah. Now the same token, we're with Jesus in heaven. Hallelujah. We're seated in heavenly places. Our representative. Hallelujah. Represents us before my 
Almighty God, Father God. We're seated with him. We're in Christ. And spiritually, we're right next to Father God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Woo! If we knew the authority, if we knew the benefits, should cause us the Sabbath to rest. That we have a representative, an advocate, an intercessor sitting next to Father God that represents us. And legally, we're sitting there with him. Spiritually, we're sitting there with him. I'm about to bring this home. Hallelujah. The Sabbath. Understanding the Sabbath. We talked about it. God resting from his creation work and it being a Sabbath. We talked about Adam and Eve breaking that Sabbath, that peace, that rest with their sin. We talked about God establishing a Sabbath as a sign with the children of Israel to remember them coming out of Egypt and to commemorate or to uh, establish the covenant between him and them, the covenant made at Mount Sinai, a covenant of the law. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We talked about the children of Israel, hallelujah, particularly the Hebrews of the New Testament time, not entering into a true rest, a true Sabbath, because, hallelujah, they were still laboring to have their sins paid for by goats and bulls and by following the law. We talked about Jesus' work of redemption being finished, and now he sits on the right hand of the Father. We also talked about we sit there with him as well spiritually, legally, because he is our representative. He represents mankind, believing mankind, the new human race. As he sits there, we sit there legally, spiritually. We're right next to Father God, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. But now as we conclude, we're going to look at two Hebrew words in their pictogram form. Next slide, please. Hebrew pictogram meaning of Sabbath. We're going to look at the original Hebrew text in the original Hebrew writing to gain an understanding of two words. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We're going to look at this word Sabbath from Exodus 20 and 8 in its literal Hebrew. Not in my English translation of Hebrew, but in the literal Hebrew. This word Sabbath in the Hebrew is spelled Shin Beth Tav. Sabbath in the Hebrew is spelled Shin Beth Tav. That red, red pictogram means Shin. That brown pictogram means Beth. And the yellow pictogram means Tav. Shin means to destroy. It's a picture of teeth chewing or destroying. Beth is a picture of a house with an open door. It's a tent, a house. And Tav is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, hallelujah, the 22 letters of the alphabet, and it means covenant or cross. What does Beth, what does Shin Beth Tav mean? The meaning, when you combine them together, means restoration of, the, of Sabbath rest to mankind was brought about when Christ was crucified at the cross. The restoration of the true Sabbath for mankind that was lost in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned was restored at the cross. It was a secret meaning hidden in the Hebrew letters of the word Sabbath. The Sabbath 
points forward to the cross. But understanding the Sabbath, in the pictogram, Hebrew letters, when combined, they point forward to the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God being omniscient, God being the same yesterday, today, forevermore, hallelujah, knew that Adam and Eve would mess up. And while we set the Sabbath aside as holy, because it points forward to the cross. <laughs> Woo, in the garden, God was pointing forward to the cross. My God. My God. Let's look at one more word in this, in this pictogram meaning. Holly, next slide, please. Pictogram meaning of sign. The sign we, we derived from Exodus 31, 13. We said that God gave them the Sabbath, the children of Israelite, as a sign of the covenant. When we look in this word Sabbath at its original Hebrew form using Hebrew letters, amen, it's Aleph, Vav, and Tav. Hallelujah. Aleph is the first word of the Hebrew alphabet. I believe Vav is the sixth, and Tav is the final word of the Hebrew alphabet. Hallelujah. And Aleph means strength or God. And Vav means hook or nail, and it could also be used as and, a conjunction. And Tav, as we read before, means cross or covenant. So what does Aleph Vav Tav mean? Amen. It's, it means the Sabbath is a sign that, gave God, that God gave to the Israelites that points to Christ being nailed at the cross in the future. The sign that God gave the children of Israel, although they were making a covenant of law, was pointing them forward to the cross. The greatest day on earth was when Jesus died for our sins. It is the center of history. Everything changed after the cross. It is the pivotal time in history. We rightly divide the word of truth by the cross. Hallelujah. When we think of Sabbath, think it is Jesus dying on the cross, restored our rest in God for those of us who accept him as Lord and Savior. Let me conclude. Last slide. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In conclusion, for believers in Christ, Jesus is our Sabbath day. Rest. He fulfilled the law, died for mankind's sins, defeated Satan, and rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted his death as payment for our sins. Christ's accomplishments at the cross offer rest to believers everywhere when we embrace that we are totally forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future. Finally, as believers, we are not bound by God to serve a particular day of the week but should understand that our rest is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who brought to an end our labors to gain God's approval through our self-righteous efforts and blessed us with his sacrifice of grace that we might find spiritual rest in him. Saints, rest in Christ's victory for you. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! 
A little heavy lifting today. If you could just understand how much he accomplished for you at the cross. This is not a license to sin. This is not an encouragement to sin. Sin is wrong. Sin is bad. Sin is, brings self-destructive results. But we talked about from John 14, 16, that the Holy Spirit, amen, would always be with us forever. We don't want to take the Holy Spirit into sinful situations. But even when we do, he's still with us. And that, that what we call conviction, amen, which I don't like to use, amen, with the Holy Spirit, amen. But the Holy Spirit is uncomfortable in the situations we bring him into that are sinful. And that's why we feel emotional turmoil. Hallelujah. We're a new being in Christ. God, a portion of God by way of the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. But we cannot come to total rest and peace or Sabbath rest until we understand what Jesus accomplished for us at the cross. We are forgiven of our sins. God overpaid for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He's the theme of the Bible. Hallelujah. He is spread and sprinkled all throughout the Bible. Hallelujah. Whether directly or symbolically. Hallelujah. He's in the volume of the book. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Doesn't mean we dishonor Father God. If God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. And we thank God for the Holy Spirit. This complex unity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is God. We don't understand it because he's God. <laughs> We're not. Amen. But listen, if you have been impacted by this message, amen, hallelujah, and you want rest for your souls, rest is found through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You want a relationship with your creator? We get to our creator. He is our creator, but we get to our heavenly father through Jesus Christ and we receive the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. If that is you, you are going through, you may have lost someone during the pandemic. Amen. You may have been sick yourself during the pandemic. You may have been upset by the upheaval that is going on with the government and the racial tensions, amen, and the stimulus and this and that and everything that's going on right now and the vaccinations and everything, all the stuff that's going on. If that is you and you want rest for your souls, please say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, now say amen. My friend, if you said that prayer and you said it sincerely from your heart, you were saved. You had the opportunity to have the rest of God. Hallelujah. In your heart, spiritual rest. Hallelujah. To feel at ease, to sleep at night, to, 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 to uh, hallelujah, have your best life. Hallelujah. Does it mean that all of us are going to be millionaires and all of us are going to have, hallelujah, fancy cars and stuff like that? I'm talking about rest in your souls. Hallelujah. All that other stuff's between you and God. Hallelujah. Glory to God in which you two determined to do. Amen. But I'm talking about rest for your souls, the forgiveness of all your sins and a quality of life that is far superior than you've ever known. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Real quick, amen, hallelujah. We need your help, amen, hallelujah, for the gospel to continue to be spread, for doctrines like this to continue to be taught, hallelujah. We need your help through your financial contributions, amen. We are making an appeal to you right now here at the Living Waters Christian Center, amen, hallelujah, that if you would like this to continue, this online service, this in-person service, amen, hallelujah, we greatly need your help to do it, amen, hallelujah. It will continue as you continue to support it, amen, hallelujah. You can contribute a financial donation, a tithe, an offering, an investment, hallelujah, in three different ways, hallelujah. The first way is you can give online at lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. That's lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. You can make a financial contribution there on our website, the Living Waters Christian Center's website, hallelujah, and support the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you in advance. The second way you can mail in a donation, amen, to our P.O. Box. It's Living Waters Christian Center. That's, that's how you would entitle your envelope. Hallelujah. P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, that is Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Third way is you can come and join us in person. We are following the CDC guidelines. Hallelujah. We are taking temperatures. We are sanitizing hands. Amen. We are sitting six feet apart, except if we are in the same household. We are leaving right after service. Amen. Hallelujah. We are following the CDC guidelines. We just desire to come together and worship together. Amen. Hallelujah is why we are here. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, neglect not the assembling together of yourselves. Hallelujah. As things have trended in the right direction, God led us to come back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have an overflow room. Amen. To, to keep us even further apart. If we have more people than the sanctuary can handle in a safe manner. Hallelujah. We'd love to have you join us. Amen. You can give and donate in person. And more importantly, enjoy the service. Important. Amen. Let me pray over these offerings. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed we sow. We sow for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow it, Lord God, that more might hear the good news about your son, Jesus Christ, and the forgiveness of all their sins, past, present, and future. Hallelujah. Have your way. Bless these offerings, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold return to those that give in the name of Jesus. Have your way in their lives as they make a seed, hallelujah, as they plant a seed in the ground, the ground being the Living Waters Christian Center, hallelujah, let that seed grow and bring back a great harvest of blessings in their lives for their sacrifice of love and support of the gospel. We thank you today, we praise you, and we bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So for my online audience, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We will be back at 1130 a.m. We love you. God love you. Enjoy your first Sunday spring day. Hallelujah. And we will see you next week at 1130 a.m. God bless. God loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is our Sabbath day rest. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.